The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So the style of the retreat today um, is inspired by the teaching of one of my teachers, Saira Utejaniya, a Burmese meditation teacher who um, emphasizes a very spacious, open, relaxed awareness, a receptive awareness rather than a directed awareness. In many of our um, meditation practices, and a lot of what we also um, do teach here is in our mindfulness practice to choose an object, to choose an experience, to settle the mind on, to cultivate mindfulness with that experience. The breath, for instance. We choose to pay attention to the breath. And this is directing the attention. We are choosing an experience to be attentive to. Sometimes with that practice, we... um, we begin to think that what mindfulness means is choosing an object, choosing an experience. And this practice points an, out another way that mindfulness works, that mindfulness functions. And, you know, actually I think um, the practices intersect. <laughs> uh, there's not so much d- difference as the practices get rolling. It's kind of more of what the emphasis is from the beginning. And in this practice, the emphasis from the beginning is rather than choosing an experience to pay attention to, to open to uh, receiving or what is already being known or what is already being attended to. So this takes a little bit. I want to just talk a little bit about this factor of attention just right now, um, you know, you can choose. Direct your attention to the experience of your feet. Direct your attention to the experience of your hands. You can do that. You can choose what to pay attention to. This is the factor of attention. It's a mental factor in our minds that allows us to pick what to pay attention to. And yet, um, even if we are not consciously doing that, if we're just kind of relaxing, our, the factor of attention is still at work. If we're not consciously choosing what to pay attention to, conditions of the world, conditions of our habits, will choose something to pay attention to. And so this factor of attention is not always consciously chosen. It is sometimes uh, chosen by our subconscious impulses or just by, you know, just by our conditioning. And so this factor of attention is happening all the time. And um, the other thing to be clear about is that attention is happening all the time, whether or not we are mindful. So attention is is what they call a um, a universal experience. It's a universal factor in our minds. And so the um, mind can be aware of what's happening, whether we are consciously choosing to pay attention to it or whether it is kind of, the the attention is happening out of our subconscious processes, our, uh, you know, whether the attention is being, what we are attending to is chosen out of our subconscious processes or out of our conscious processes. And so this meditation practice emphasizes 
more of a receptive awareness. So this is kind of like settling back and seeing... Another way to frame it or to ask the question is, what experience is coming to me? Rather than going out actively and trying to find something to pay attention to, we relax and settle back and see what experience is naturally obvious. I'll probably say that a lot today. What's obvious? What's obvious? Without your choosing what to pay attention to, what's obvious? And so this is how this is the practice that's that I'm going to be emphasizing today. And uh, just to uh, to say at the beginning, sometimes it's um, even though we are emphasizing not choosing an experience, sometimes it can be helpful to start just so that you get a little bit of a sense of okay, this is what it means to be paying attention in the present moment, to be aware in the present moment. Sometimes it's helpful for, for people to start with something, to consciously pick something that's just an obvious, easy thing to pick. But then we don't hold to that. We don't try to stay with that. Instead, it's like, okay, here I am. I'm present. I'm knowing the pressure of my butt on the cushion. And now I can be, now I know the sensation of a little bit of um, uh, pressure and tightness in my abdomen. Now I'm aware of seeing. Now I'm aware of hearing. Now I'm aware of moving. Now I'm aware of breathing. Now I'm aware of happiness. So the the just kind of settling back and seeing what comes to you. This practice is really served with relaxation. When we relax the body, it helps the mind to be a little bit more relaxed. And so we'll start this morning with a practice of relaxing the body consciously. And then uh, when we relax the body, it helps the mind to relax. And then we can also sometimes also let go of some mental tension, thoughts of the past, thoughts of the future, just seeing if there can be a, a relaxing of the mind as well. And when the body relaxes, it helps the mind to relax. And when the mind relaxes... Very naturally, because this mind and body are designed to pay attention and be aware, when we relax and kind of get out of the way, the mind and body do their work. And there can be a very natural awareness that arises when we simply relax and open to what's here. So this is, a, this is a very simple form of meditation. It doesn't have a lot of doing in it. And yet there is a framing of understanding that helps, um, helps us to connect with just that moment-to-moment unfolding of experience. What's obvious, what's obvious, what's obvious. And so I'm going to talk for a little bit about how this practice works. So um, in the... Buddhist teaching of the path of practice. The Buddha taught uh, the Eightfold Path, wise, wise understanding, wise intention, wise speech, wise action, wise livelihood, wise effort, wise mindfulness, and wise concentration. And the, um, the three meditative elements uh, of cultivating the mind are wise effort, wise mindfulness, and wise concentration. And so I'd like to talk a little bit about how those work 
in this practice. Each practice uses in particular effort in a different way. So that's, that's one of the main ones to, um, to explore here. Um, but first, I'm going to talk about mindfulness. I did a little bit talk about the difference between attention and um, mindfulness. But mindfulness is basically simply that, let's, let's just define it really simply right now. Um, mindfulness we can think of as the capacity of mind to be aware of what's happening in the present moment while it's happening. So that very simple, like reflective capacity of mind is what mindfulness is. And that um, capacity can be directed in many different ways. So, um, you know, for instance, a, uh, uh, a person who's robbing a bank might be extremely aware of what's happening in the present moment while it's happening. And yet the orientation or the reason, the motivation behind that um, awareness is not what we would call wise mindfulness because it is aimed towards um, taking what is not given, it is aimed towards greed, it is aimed towards having something. Um, and so the, the perspective of mindfulness, and this is where the first factor of the Eightfold Path comes in to make our mindfulness wise mindfulness, it needs to be infused with wise view. And one of the key aspects of wise view uh, in a kind of a familiar way or a, you know just a kind of an ordinary way of saying it is that wise mindfulness is interested in understanding what's happening in the present moment not to serve some end but as as an understanding that this experience is a phenomenon that is happening in the present moment so as an example um the, uh, a thought might arise in the present moment. And the t- our typical relationship to being aware of a thought in the present moment is to be interested in the content of the thought and to be uh, kind of in the world of that thought. So we might be aware that we're thinking, but we're also kind of in the world of that thought. And uh, mindfulness, w- wise mindfulness, would be aware this thought is happening And it's simply something happening in the present moment. Mindfulness, this wise mindfulness, is less interested in the content of our experience and more interested in the processes that are happening in the present moment. The processes of, you know, that this is a process of thinking happening in the present moment. Or this is a process of seeing happening in the present moment. So this uh, wise mindfulness is an orientation, and I've been using this week this, this term, curios, curious mindfulness. Curious about what's happening in the present moment as a, a, as a present moment experience. So that's our orientation around mindfulness. And again, rather than choosing something to pay attention to, rather than picking something, we are having kind of a settled back stance, allowing that awareness to receive what is already happening, what's obvious. Then um, effort, wise effort in this practice is, uh, this is really the art of meditation, how we make effort. 
in a moment, it's actually not that hard to be mindful for a moment. Like right now, are you aware of the sensations of your hands? Can you be aware of the sensations of your hands? Can you be aware of the sensations of your hips touching the chair or cushion or bench? Can you be aware of hearing? How hard is it when I say those things? It's, it's usually not very hard to simply be aware of those experiences. It's like almost in the moment that I say, be aware of the sensations of your hands, you notice your hands. This is a pointer, this lightness of how, how much effort it takes to, to be aware of something just for a moment is a pointer to the level of effort that we make. In our um, idea about meditation, in our idea about sitting down for 30 minutes or half an hour, I mean 45 minutes, and, and trying to be present for that time, we sometimes have this idea okay, I'm, I'm going to sit down and I need to be present for the whole 30 minutes. And it's almost like we pick up the entire 30 minutes at the beginning of the sitting and try to make the effort to be aware and present and mindful for the whole sitting in that first moment. It's kind of like we, it's like we're picking up something heavy. And uh, the way this practice unfolds is more that we make that little light bit of effort. It's like just a tap, just a touch, just a a moment of effort. And then we do it again. Just that light touch again. And then we do it again and again and again. So it's more about a light touch over and over and over and over again. And so it's not a lot of uh, strong, like, I'm going to do this. But it is persistence. It's light touch with a gentle persistence. And um, this, is where, this is where the challenge of effort lies, is how we um, um, navigate that light touch. Because as we do make that gentle, persistent effort, initially at the beginning, we need to kind of make that effort a lot. And what is that effort directed towards? It's really just directed towards being aware. That's it. When I first sat down with um, my teacher, Saira Utejaniya, he said, the only work you need to give your mind is to remind yourself to be aware. That's it. Just remind yourself to be aware. And then, again, we're receiving. We're just receiving whatever it is that awareness is already aware of. And so at the beginning of our practice, we, we need to remind ourselves to be aware more frequently. So that can be done in a simple way. Uh, uh, at the beginning, it can be helpful to just use a, a, a question in the mind. Am I aware? Or you could just simply abbreviate it aware. And with the question, aware? If you can even remember to ask the question, you are aware. And so then you might think, why ask the question? Um, 
I asked myself that question and I came up with the following answer. <laughs> it helps to uh, helps us to recognize what it is to be aware. When we ask, my, well, ask ourselves that question, am I aware? I mean, we know that we're aware, but we're not really sure how we know that we're aware. And so this isn't about trying to figure it out, but it's, it's not about trying to figure out, well, how do I know I'm aware? But um, it is about recognizing, yes, I am aware. Knowing that, consciously knowing, yes, I'm aware. This is awareness begins to help us to recognize awareness, begins to point out for us what awareness actually is. This is really helpful. When we begin to get a flavor, a taste of what it is to be aware, that, uh, that experience is much more accessible to us, way more accessible to us in our, in our daily lives and our meditation. And so that question, aware begins to help us recognize this very simple functioning of awareness in our minds. It's a simple, it's a simple form of being aware of awareness. So that's the first part of the, you know, that gentle persistence, just aware, aware. And then the next question that can be helpful is of what? So this is pointing to the receptive quality. So you know that you're aware, and what is obvious in that moment? So aware of what? You can use those actual questions, say, you know, every few seconds, just let yourself ask those questions and see what you See that you are aware and what you are aware of. What you are aware of, you know, may be very widely different. I mean, as I described just a few minutes ago, you know, what what was obvious to me, like right now, I'll do it again, you know, pressure. The pressure of my, my hips against the cushion. That's, okay, so pressure is obvious. Breath is obvious. Vibration is obvious. Seeing is obvious. Tension is obvious. Dryness is obvious. Breathing is obvious. Wondering is obvious. Tension. It's just really simply aware of what. You could also just kind of keep a very steady noticing. You don't have to use noting, but just a steady noticing. What's obvious? And now? And now? And now? What's obvious? So a gentle persistence. A gentle, very light touch. As the, the practice gains a little bit of momentum, we don't need to remind ourselves as frequently. And this is really where the art comes in. You know, it's beginning to learn um, how much do we need to be active about making that gentle, persistent effort. Because after a little while, and you'll notice at times during the day, it's like, 
you know, you don't have to do anything almost for like five seconds. It's just, you know, your attention is woken up by something. And then there's a, it's like a flood of, of sight and sound and smell and uh, thoughts. And, and you're just aware. And it's, it, it's very clear that it's all just unfolding. And there's no need to say, am I aware? You know you're aware. So it, that becomes the, the dance of this practice, is getting familiar with how frequently to remind yourself to be aware. The third factor of, the, the third, uh, factor of cultivating the mind in the Eightfold Path is wise concentration. And that factor is not something we do. Concentration is really a result of how we apply mindfulness and effort. When we direct our uh, effort towards, am I aware? What am I aware of? Kind of with a kind of gentle persistence that um, does get the ball rolling. It builds a little bit of momentum of mindfulness. And what concentration is, is continuity of mindfulness. It's mindfulness that's happening moment after moment after moment. We often think of concentration as being mindfulness happening moment after moment after moment attached to some particular experience like the breath that we can really concentrate and that's one, it's probably one of the easiest ways to cultivate concentration, to stay with one object. And, you know, anytime you're not on that object, you come back to that object. But the concentration itself is not about being with that object, or the state of concentration does not necessarily require having a single object. Certain kinds of concentration do require that kind of stability, but the kind of concentration that allows for insight, allows for wisdom to develop, allows for understanding to develop, allows us to understand the processes of our mind and how they get stuck and what's going on in our own minds, doesn't require being with one single experience, but it does require a stability of awareness to be able to know moment after moment what's happening, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening. And so the continuity of awareness is a form of concentration, if that, even if that continuity of awareness is knowing many experiences. So this may feel a little different to some of you. Um, the the, it, it, it's a slower settle into concentration, at least in my own experience, this kind of practice is a slower settle into stability of awareness. This is really what the concentration is, is the stability of awareness. doesn't matter what the objects are. doesn't matter you know, how the, the flow of experience is unfolding. You can be knowing many different experiences. But the the stability of mind that is aware moment to moment of what is happening and not caught by any of those experiences to go off and think about them or plan about them or figure out what to do about them, that uh, stability of the mind of just what's happening, what's happening, what's happening, this creates a field of non-reactivity because pretty much we're just noticing this is what's happening And almost, if we just keep going with it, there's almost no time for reactivity. And yet, there will be reactivity. And that begins, that's also what we then notice. It's like we don't try to stop the reactivity and say, oh, reactivity, bad, I'm supposed to be paying attention to something else. If 
a reaction arises, and that's what's obvious. Oh, frustration is arising right now. Confusion is arising right now. What am I supposed to pay attention to is arising right now. Searching is arising right now. Anger is arising right now. And there are some skillful means, which I'll talk about a little bit later, to work with difficulty in this style of practice. This is a big area of exploration. Learning how our minds get caught. Learning what things we react to. Learning how we react. This is, this is, um, this is your mind 101. You know, you're really going to get to see what goes on in your mind. And that learning, that um, understanding of how your mind does what it does, helps us Actually, it helps the mind to begin to understand how to let go of some of the less skillful ways that we relate to the world. And so this is kind of the, the underlying motivation for our practice, is to begin to understand our minds from this curious perspective, helps to cultivate uh, wisdom and understanding that because the or, the or, our organism is actually designed to want to move towards well-being, that when we open our attention to what's happening in the present moment with curiosity rather than judgment, the mind itself, because it's got this orientation towards well-being, the mind itself begins to navigate, find ways to let go of the unskillful, reactive patterns and move towards more wholesome non-reactive, responding to the world. This takes time. And a lot of our work is around exploring reactivity. So this is not separate from the practice. It's not as if, oh, anger's arising. Well, okay, they tell us we're supposed to pay attention to anger, but you know, really I know where the action is if I stay with the breath. Here, you know, it's like, you know, the action is with what's happening. What's arising? And that's how uh, wisdom will be cultivated. So the path unfolds. This, this eightfold path of practice unfolds through meeting whatever's arising. If that's reactivity, that's what we pay attention to. That's what we, that's what we meet. That's what we learn. Uh, that's what, we, what we're learning about. It's like we are naturalists here. We are exploring the wilderness of our minds and bodies. We're exploring the, the, um, uh, the, the things that grow, the things that uh, get tangled. We're exploring the, the, the things that are beautiful. We're exploring it all and getting to know it. And that very process of getting to know it supports a wiser um, orientation towards our experience. So those are, that's mindfulness, effort, concentration. Um, and uh, with respect to the mind wandering, which it will, because partly, you know, not having so much of an anchor for our attention, you may notice it feels like the wind, mind wanders quite a bit more in this practice. And that's okay. The, the practice is more about recognizing that you've woken up here. You know, it's like, oh, the mind has been wandering. In that moment, mindfulness is back. It's already back. You're already aware. So it's like, oh, aware. When you notice the mind has been wandering, if you can have the first orientation being aware, yes, aware. Aware is back. This is what 
It's like to be aware. And what, what is obvious? Well, thinking is obvious. Planning, remembering, judging, fantasizing. Or maybe the mind has wandered to a sound or it's wandered to a body sensation without uh, being aware of it. So what is it that you wake up into? Aware of what? There's nothing to come back to. You're already back. As soon as, that mi- as, soon as the mindfulness has recognized it's been wandering. And so that, you know, that moment of recognition, it can be helpful to relax. Again, because that relaxed um, mind and body do support that natural noticing of what's ever happening. So relax, aware, what's obvious. And if you do, if it is confusing for you, and for some people this practice feels a little confusing, it's like, what, what's happening? What am, I, what am I supposed to be aware of? And it's kind of like, the, the, I know when I first started um, open awareness, it's like my mind was crazy trying to figure out what is it I'm supposed to be paying attention to? It took a while for my mind to just relax and say, oh, okay, just let, let it come, let it come. And so if your mind does that kind of spinning, just pick something. Just pick something obvious and start there. But you don't have to hold tightly to that obvious thing. It's not like that's a better experience than any other experience to be mindful of. We're cultivating mindfulness. We're not cultivating mindfulness of something in particular. So, um, so those three factors, mindfulness, effort, concentration. And then... Um, as I mentioned at the beginning, you know, it's, it's possible for mindfulness to be present or for some form of awareness. And various people debate about the word mindfulness. And certain, certain schools say mindfulness is a wholly wholesome thing. It's not possible for, I mean, what the bank robber is doing is not mindfulness. Um, there are different schools of opinion about that. And so, but the main piece is that um, uh, the kind of mindfulness we are cultivating here um, does require this kind of curious perspective. And um, it also uh, matters how we are paying attention. And so this is the second piece of the instruction. So the first piece is just about awareness. Aware of what? And then the, uh, the next piece is, and how am I being aware? What's my relationship to what's happening in the present moment? Saito Utejaniya calls this checking the attitude of what's, of what's happening. Um, and roughly, our relationship to experience will fall into four camps, four categories. We'll either want something to be continuing. So we'll like something and we'll want it to be continuing. We won't like something and we'll want to get rid of it. Um, There'll be some kind of confusion or disconnection with what's happening. Maybe a sense of being checked out or confusion. Uh, and this one, that one's got way more de- depths to it. I don't want to just get into the full depth of that uh, so these, some of you may be recognizing these attitudes as related to greed, related to aversion, and related to delusion. And the, the delusion attitude has many layers to it. Um, but just for now, you know, just seeing, is there a confusion or a kind of checked out quality? 
So attitude of, of uh, wanting something to continue, of greed, of wanting to get rid of something, of aversion, of confusion, checked out, that's delusion. And then the fourth attitude, just so you don't think it's always something that is not helpful, is what we can call wise attitude. It's a balance of mind. It's a, an attitude that is contented to just be noticing what's happening in the present moment, a, 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 a kind of a, um, see how does Tejaniya put it? It's a, a way of observing that f- lets you feel at ease with whatever you're experiencing. That's also an attitude, and that's what we'd call wise attitude. Um, so the um, the practice is, you know, as you're as you're pra- practicing, as you're noticing, aware of what from time to time. And I would say, you know, there's some good times to check into the attitude. But generally, I'd say, you know, every few minutes. This isn't something to be doing with that gentle persistence. But just every few minutes checking in. And what's my relationship to what's happening? Some good times to check that relationship are, first of all, if it feels like there's a struggle going on. If it feels like you're struggling with being aware, if, you're, if it feels like there's a problem in the meditation, check your relationship to experience. There's probably some hidden uh, how you're paying attention. And this, this really begins to reveal, what this does is it begins to reveal hidden filters on how we're paying attention. And if we are paying attention to something, you know, we know we're aware of something, but we're not aware that we really like it and want it to continue, what's happening there is we are cultivating wanting. We are encouraging that wanting. If we are um, paying attention to something with the idea of, if I pay attention to that really well, it'll go away, um, that's cultivating aversion. And so if we're not aware of the greed or aversion in our mind, we are unwittingly uh, cultivating it. We're unwittingly encouraging those states of mind. And so the simplicity of checking in, what's my relationship to experience? kind of allows that attitude, that hidden attitude, to come out of the subconscious mind and into the conscious mind. So that we can then be aware with curiosity, oh, wanting is happening. What is wanting like? So that moment of remembering uh, or recognizing that there is an attitude is um, a support for us to not be kind of subconsciously driven by those attitudes, but more uh, allows the awareness to then, as I said earlier, you know, the, the mindfulness in this curious way begins to help the mind understand how to navigate towards well-being. One of the things we see when we see what is wanting, you know, when wanting is in our subconscious and we're aimed at, oh, I want this thing, I want to get this thing, we're slightly in the future, Our minds are slightly living in the future with this idea of how great it's going to be two seconds from now or five minutes from now or a day from now, whatever. You know, it could just be like two seconds from now, how great it's going to be when I get that thing or keep that thing. And so we're subtly pulled out of balance. We're subtly out of the present moment. And we are not aware so much that that very wanting 
because we're focused on, on the result, we're focused on what we're going to get, our mind is creating the happiness of what it's going to be like when I get that. We are missing that in this moment, that very wanting has a contraction to it, has a sense of dissatisfaction to it. And so the, the revealing of that wanting or not wanting begins to give the mind an education that wanting, not wanting, the greed, aversion, delusion are not actually useful strategies towards well-being. Our delusion has confused the mind so f- completely that you know, the mind believes that wanting is a useful strategy towards well-being. And what we're doing here is giving the mind the education it needs to understand what are actually useful strategies towards well-being. So revealing these attitudes, revealing, oh, wanting is happening in the present moment. It's not, it's not uh, like you now have to try to get rid of that. Be curious about wanting. What does wanting feel like? The pull, the tension, the tightness. What happens as you are just aware of wanting? often it will tend to, it may start to dissipate. It may kind of do a, a come and going thing. Yeah, oh, but I really do want that thing. Okay, there it is. It got stronger. So this, uh, this exploration begins to reveal to us hidden agendas. This checking the attitude begins to bring into our conscious mind things that might not have been conscious. And this is a very helpful uh, way to uncover uh, hidden currents that may not be so obvious to us. So um, why don't we stand up for a minute because you've been sitting for about 45 minutes and then we'll do a a meditation. We'll do a, a little bit of a guided meditation.